the Steelers by the Lake Podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you this fine Monday evening? James, I'm doing fantastic. Um, at per usual, I feel like I always answer it that way. Uh, we are recording today, James. We originally thought we weren't going to have an episode <laughs> this week. Things changed. Uh, we adjusted things to make it work, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, and we're here, yeah. we're recording, we're talking football, we're talking uh, sleepers, training camp sleepers today. We'll get into that here shortly, James. But how are you doing? Doing well, man, doing well. I feel almost like jet lag, except car lag, maybe. Uh, congratulations to Jeremy and Kendall Ropleski. I was out of town for their wedding. Uh, really, really awesome event. Nice to see some friends. Nice to see them. And, and the smiles nonstop the whole time there. Congratulations. Uh, so. Yeah, very cool. Very cool event. Very fun. Uh, very relaxed. Real nice area. They were in the uh, Raleigh, North Carolina area, uh, right outside of NC State University. So Ooh. lots of college kids running around at night partying their butts off while I was trying to sleep. Oh, I bet those they darn, were, James. <laughs> those darn hooligans. <laughs> hey, you you did it once back in the day, too, when I was college age. You came out and rocked it with me. So we had a good time. <laughs> Uh, know, but yes, <laughs> yes. Congratulations to them. Uh, wish nothing but the best for you guys in your marriage and go Steelers, go Penn State, uh, per usual and per always, whatever. Also, just a reminder, James. <laughs> thank you for the yeah. shirt again. It's it's still Heinz Field to me. You know what I'm saying? Dang right, buddy. It's backwards, but on the camera. But that's fine. Um, it looks right on mine. No, then I got to fix it later for that thing. Anyways, um, <laughs> we have some important draft news contract news to a degree more or yeah. less contract news for one of our guys but it doesn't actually it's not about one of our guys yeah yeah so will levis the former penn state and also former kentucky quarterback drafted by the tennessee titans uh, at the number 33 overall pick which was one pick behind joey porter jr if that number sounds familiar uh did sign his deal uh so he's inked that actually helps uh, because that gives like a floor or a basement, whatever you want to call uh, it for Joey Porter Jr.'s deal. Uh, he'll absolutely get more than what that was, not substantially dollar amount wise. It's all about the guarantees in the second year. Yep. Uh, that's the only thing that there's left to argue out. Uh, everything else is is basically set in stone. The duration of it, the dollar amount, that's all there. It's just the percentage that will get guaranteed on that second year that's the only thing that they're negotiating at this point uh so this helps because at least you know it can't go below this it kind of locks it in a little bit more uh i expect them to have this done within the next couple of days mm. i don't think this is something that's going to drag on into camp uh omar khan isn't that kind of guy uh he really is all over getting these deals done long before business needs to be taken care of yeah. Uh, last year we saw that, you know, with, with Deontay Johnson, with Minka Fitzpatrick. He got these deals done and got those guys in camp and there and ready to go. We saw it this um, year already with Alex Highsmith. Absolutely. And he, he said earlier in the offseason, Omar said, I got too much to do to have contract negotiations going on and on and on. I got too much on my plate. I don't have time for that. So we're going to get them taken care of and move on to the other things that we have to do. And, and I love that approach by Omar. It was, that was something that uh, with the, the previous general manager, uh, Kevin Colbert, sometimes some of those negotiations went on. And maybe it was a little bit more about trying to get every penny that he could for the organization. 
uh, which makes him a good general manager in their eyes. But sometimes you got to look out for the coaching staff and get the players to camp. Uh, you got to get them in there and sometimes signing them and maybe conceding a little bit more on the contract than you would have otherwise uh, is enough to get them into camp. But that getting them in there helps work with that chemistry with the other players. Maybe it helps develop the backup a little bit more. Whatever it is, uh, it helps out by getting those guys there. You know, they can't really develop and they can't really gel with their teammates if they're not there. Yeah. Um, before we move on to talk about training camp stuff, I do want to mention this as well because this came up last week when we were talking about the running back position, James. Uh, some of the yeah. NFL's top running backs actually met this week, I believe today, on a Zoom call um, to talk about the financial struggles and the financial situation. They call it, they say that they're handcuffed right now. Um, and it was organized by Austin Eckler. The Zoom gathering included Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, and other bigger names uh, that all had to talk about, you know, the contracts and stuff like that. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, th- that's probably a first in the NFL. I don't think any 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 specific group has come together like that uh, to discuss that. It's a big thing. It's a huge thing, and it's so tough because the guys deserve to get paid. But no team's willing to pay an a NFL running back right now with top dollar with the productivity you can get out of someone who's less money. Yep. I don't yeah, know. it's a real situation, man. And, and I get why the running backs are upset because if you look at it, uh, the rumor is the offer that Saquon Barkley had on the table that he declined was something to the tune of $11 million a year right around that ballpark, right? If we remember back to Le'Veon Bell, that was, what, five, six years ago? He was offered over $13 million a year, and that's what he turned down. Yep. So over the course of the last, like, five years, the value has gone down that much on the position, which is crazy to me. Uh, I mean, if you were to, to tell me or to ask me who is the better running back, Saquon Barkley or Le'Veon Bell, me at Saquon Barkley all day and for him to be getting that much lesser of a contract offer is kind of crazy uh rumors are that Najee Harris has been involved in this running back summit uh as well here in the meetings uh which he should be yeah you know it, it, he's in he's, he's probably in a worse situation than most <laughs> yeah yeah he's two years into his rookie deal uh he's likely if he continues playing at the, the rate that he is to to receive the fifth year option which will pay him well That'll pay him well. For one year. And then what's going to happen? We've talked about this before. You know, by the time he's done with that fifth year option, if he gets it, which we have no reason to think he won't get it at this point in time. There's no reason to think Pittsburgh is going to want to move on from him after four years. He's been a good running back. Yep. Um, what do you do at that point? He's going to be 29 years old. You're really going to give him a four-year deal? I mean, I hope Pittsburgh does something. I hope they give them at least a two-year deal, just something in goodwill to say, hey, we really appreciate what you've done for us. Here's something. Let's reevaluate after two years. If your numbers are still good, let's do another two-year deal and keep on doing it like that. Some, But you can't give them a four-year deal, not a 29. Nope. You can't give a five-year deal. That's crazy. Even no, a three-year deal I was going to say, it. even three-year deals push it. That's 100% <laughs> it's what I was going to say. pushing it. Yeah, the way the drop-off is for running backs, it's like one year you're four and a half yards and carry, the next year you're three and a half, and it's because you lost three steps in your speed. Yeah. Yeah, it's it crazy. It drops. Um, so I'm, but I am excited to see what happens with Najee moving forward and, and his contract situation because that's tough. The fact that he's going to be a 29-year-old 
on a still on a rookie deal is wild. Um, yeah. te- but technically rookie deal with the fifth year option. But uh, again, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh reevaluates the contract before his rookie deal is even up. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't. Um, I know that's not in the it, team's best interest, but there's a chance that Pitts, that's how Pittsburgh operates. Um, and absolutely. There, and there's a chance that they do that. So I, I don't think it would happen this year or before this year, but potentially after this year, there's a chance they just say, hey, let's let's give you a three or four year deal from here uh, based on your productivity, because it's also not going to he's not going to have unless he goes off this season. His stats this year don't qualify him or stats the first two years. Don't really put him in the top 10 running back, top five. You know what I mean? He's not up there. So no, you, you might no, be don't. able to save some money and still get some better produ- productivity out of him doing it that way. Um, but I, I'm interested to see how that handles, and I'm interested to see how the running back position as a whole is handled. And there's a chance that, especially with this Najee situation, there's a chance that the NFL reevaluates rookie contracts from this. There's a chance. Um you have to think that that's going to be a topic on the next negotiation, on the next collective bargaining agreement. Yep, is to try to to change that, to try to, to lessen the years, maybe. Help, yeah, help them get paid a little bit better. I don't know. I don't know. They they got to figure something out though, because uh, it's that's going in the wrong direction. You don't want it to get to the point where every running back in the league sucks because nobody wants to be a running back as they're growing up anymore. Yep. That's and that's what's going to happen if they don't pay them. Is all these kids that are running backs and linebackers in high school are going to go to college and play linebacker? Yep. If you're going to have more and more guys like AJ Brown who are playing wide receiver, who's six foot, two hundred and thirty pounds, who's the size of a running back, you know your uh, your Debo Samuel, he's the size of a running back playing wide receiver. These guys don't. Why would you want to be qualified as a running back when you can make thirty million a year as a wide receiver? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I get it. It's very interesting, and I'm ex- excited to see what happens with it all. Um, but moving on from that, James, we're going to talk about our sleepers, training camp sleepers. Five guys, so ten guys total. Five for him, five for me. Do the math. Sometimes it adds up to ten. Uh, we're going to talk about ten guys. Hopefully, all different guys. There's a chance that they're not different guys. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but we're just yeah. going to alternate back and forth. James, you're going to go over somebody. I'm going to go over somebody in our top five sleepers for training camp. That starts on Thursday, I might add. It does. That's uh, it does. three short days away. <laughs> right around the corner, man. I'm excited for it because that means next time we talk to you guys, we're going to have some reports. We're going to have, you know, maybe somebody fails the conditioning test. We certainly hope that doesn't happen. Um, maybe somebody has a pre-existing injury and can't start practice right away. Uh, we're going to have all kinds of reports, and then there's going to be just somebody who blows it up the first couple of days, and people can't stop talking about how awesome so-and-so looks. Uh, and that's who we're going to talk about Calvin right now. Is guys, that we wouldn't third. be surprised. Guys, we would not be surprised if they have a really strong camp. Our sleepers. My first one, I'm going to go first. I'm just jumping right out in front of this, and I'm going to say the guy that I think there's a, the greatest possibility of you and I having overlap on. Uh, and that's wide receiver Des Fitzpatrick. Uh, Des has been a guy that both of us have had our eye on for a few years. A uh, former fourth-round pick from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, when he came out in 2021, he ran a 44940, uh, 35-inch vertical leap. He's 6'2", 208. He's everything you're looking for in a wide receiver. Uh, just didn't last in Tennessee for whatever reason. 
Uh, as we've talked about before, the top four positions are basically locked in. Miles Boykin's ability as a, a gunner on special teams makes him virtually a lock in the fifth place. But if they keep a sixth wide receiver, it does kind of seem like it's wide open. This is one of the higher pedigree guys that's on the roster right now at the wide receiver position uh, and really, really flashed when he came out uh, in throughout the Senior Bowl East-West Shrine process uh, and at the Combine. Really, really showed a lot. Uh, so wouldn't be surprised. I actually think he's probably going to have a really nice preseason and look good in some of those preseason games as well. Uh, who's your first guy, Cody? My first sleeper, James. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay in the the wide receiver room with you, but I did not put Des Fitzpatrick down. I wanted to. Right. I wanted to. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to. Um, and guys that I'm putting down as sleepers are just guys that I think have the chance, like you said, have a chance to light it up in training camp. I it, and honestly, for me, it's they just have a chance to make the team when most people would say they're probably not making the 53. And by most people, I mean us. Everyone on my team, I think, <laughs> minus one person, I didn't have making the 53. But And I'll explain that person when I get there. Uh, Hakeem yeah. Butler, wide receiver, uh, been in the league since 2019, was drafted 103rd overall in the fourth round of the Arizona Cardinals. Now, my reason for Hakeem Butler being here, one, I think he's just a freak athlete that hasn't maybe had the best chance to, to get into the league and actually perform and play well. Um, his career has been very, very short. He had he got drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. He only has stats recorded playing with Philadelphia in 2022, and it was two games that he played in with one target. It's not a whole lot of opportunity to put anything on tape. Obviously, there's preseason training camp, and maybe he doesn't perform well in practice or didn't perform well in, in preseason. But anyways, um, his stats from just 2019 in the NFL Combine, he ran a 4-4-8-40. He's 6'5". 227 pounds. It is a tall dude that's very quick. I get almost DK Metcalf, not quite the build, um, <laughs> vibes from him when I think about him. I mean, he he did a 36-inch vertical jump, a 10-8 broad jump, and he put 18 reps up on the bench. 18 reps for a wide receiver. I realize he's 6'5", but he also has longer arms. That's phenomenal. We yes, Pittsburgh is. loves their blocking wide receivers. Let me tell mm -hmm. you, he going to throw somebody on their back easily if he gets the chance to block him. So this is why I, th all those reasons combined are why I have Hakeem Butler as my first sleeper for training camp, because I think there's a chance that he could sneak by some people on the depth chart and maybe grab that fifth or sixth position, depending on how many wide receivers they keep on the team. I like it, man. Speaking of sneaking onto the roster, do you want to do like the sneaky snake? You can do your second. Yeah. Then I'll do my second and third and then come back to you and snake our way through it. I like it. So for the next one, I'm going to go to the guy that I, I have making our 53-man roster. But the reason he's a sleeper is because I think there's a chance for him to move up in the depth chart. I think there's a potential chance that he could become a starter at some point this season. So I'm very curious um, to see how this goes. And James, you might – I think you'll agree with me on this one. Uh, but and I know you'll agree with me on this one because when you were saying examples of who to sit pick earlier, you said his name, Mark Robinson, uh, the middle linebacker out of, if I'm not mistaken, he was, what was his college? I don't remember now. Um, but Mark is Malik. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Ole, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark Robinson, again, he's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I have the stats here, uh, six foot, 220 pounds. He played last year with Pittsburgh. He started in two games, uh, played in four total. Now a start, it's not starting a middle linebacker, but it counted as a start. Um, I'm assuming he was starting special teams and they counted that for whatever reason. 
But looking oh those last couple games when they went uh, run heavy, he was technically he a was technically a starter. Yeah. Um, so w- with him again, the the numbers here are four six five forty. That's not slow for a middle linebacker by any means. Uh, he had a nine eleven broad jump. Thirty, and we're getting there, James. I'm saving it for last. <laughs> 30, 33 and a half on the vertical jump, and then on the bench, he put up thirty four reps on the bench. Mark Robinson, Woo! little man, the beastly man. That's that's a power hitter. We saw him hit people in whether it was preseason or I think it might have been the regular season. We saw what he could do. I am yeah. excited to see what he can do with more playing time. And I think and that, that 220, I don't know where they got that 220. He's like 235. Two, no, uh, and so, that's yeah. just, it's pro- yeah. it probably hasn't been updated in quite some time. But yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see what he can do um, Quite just when given more opportunities, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, very, 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 very excited. And I think he's a, a potential leader on the team as well. Um just based off reading into him and looking up some stuff. I think he's a potential uh, leader. And again, he was a seventh round draft pick just uh, last year. Uh, just last year. Yeah. So only 23 years old. He'll probably, he'll be 24 by the start of the season. His birthday is um, August 14th. So by the start nice. of the season, he will be 24 years old. So that's my second sleeper, James. That was one of mine last year. And I think that paid off. Uh, so you know me i'm a big fan of mark robinson i love that sleepers there cody uh just the way he played last year he's the kind of guy that makes hits and fires everybody up you know there was a play against somebody i don't recall who where there was a pulling guard it might have been against baltimore and he blew up the pulling guard knocked them right on their butt (laughs) it was it was just a sight to be seen because we haven't had a linebacker doing that since vince williams retired uh, so I, I love the style, the hitting style that he has, his aggressive mentality, uh, and I love that he's going to get a chance to really get some playing time this preseason. I think we're going to see a lot of Mark Robinson in the preseason, and I think if he shows out like you and I think he might, there's a chance he steals some playing time from you, Landon Roberts, come regular season. Uh, I'm going to switch over to my number two guy, Cody. Uh, this is going to be one that I'm pretty confident you don't have. Uh, a former practice squad player for the Steelers last year, a center by the name of Ryan McCollum. I was three uh, seconds away from putting him on mine, but I chose not to. <laughs> uh, Ryan's a good size kid, 6'5", 300 pounds. Uh, the thing I like about him the most is the resume and experience at center, but also the length. He's an offensive lineman with 33 and 5'8 inch long arms. And you guys know me and that length on the offensive and defensive line is so important. Uh, so this is a guy who has some abilities. I think he's the guy that could kick Kendrick Green off the roster. And again, I don't have Kendrick Green making the roster, but he's a former third-round pick, and it's going to take somebody else playing better than him at the same position. Uh, we've already seen him at guard last year. It didn't look good. We saw him at center the year before. It was worse. I think Ryan McCollum is going to outshine him at both positions and at least, at the very least, earn himself a job on the practice squad again this year, but I would not be surprised if he somehow squeaks onto the back end of that roster too. Uh, honestly, Mason Rudolph's going to love him because he's going to be snapping the ball to Mason and Mason's not going to have to worry about it. <laughs> nope, he is not. And I'm excited for that. Um, I was trying to find like what game that potentially was, was that he had that um, 
that play last year, but he also had a sack fumble last year, if I'm not mistaken, in preseason. Um, which he, looked, the, uh, he did some stuff, man. He did. Um, they yeah. had him playing a lot of different positions in preseason. Uh, not a lot of different positions, excuse me, but he lined up in a lot of different places uh, in preseason, yeah. sometimes on the outside, sometimes on the inside, depending on the formation of the offense. You know, sometimes you got to rotate and stuff like that. Uh, my, th- well, you're going to be your third guy now. You're going to snake it, man. I'm going to yeah. go my third, then come back to your third and fourth. Uh, my third, which is going to be somebody that's just going to absolutely shock you uh, when I say this name. Uh, it's an undrafted rookie that I'm ecstatic about seeing on the field. I think he's going to impress on special teams even more than he does at his natural position. Uh, fullback Monty Potaboom. Uh, I can't I wait to it. see. <laughs> I knew you were going to put him down. I can't wait to see Monty the mullet out there. Uh, 6'1", 244 pound bowling ball who just wants to hit people. He wants to blow up linebackers in the run game and he wants to blow up blockers on kick coverage and it's what he does well. Uh, He's not the most uh, extravagant athlete when you talk about how he did at the combine. He was a 4'8", 340 yard dash, uh, but a 1'6", yard split, which that's really the thing when you're looking at like running backs and linebackers, how quick are they in a short area because you need that acceleration to get up to your full speed as fast as you can. 1'6", is really good for a fullback. Uh, so we'll take that on him. 21 reps on the bench, not bad. 34 and a half on the vertical leap, good for a fullback. You don't expect fullbacks to be able to jump real high. He can, which shows his ex- explosiveness and ability to cover a large amount of ground in a short period of time uh, to get up to that full speed. So I'm really, really excited to see Monty Potaboom in the preseason, uh, and I can't wait to hear the first report on backs versus backers drills when some of these middle linebackers like, say, Tanner Muse and Nick Kwiatkowski, who aren't the thickest dudes in the world, go one-on-one with Monty. The Monty just stones them. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for it, for sure. Um, and it was the Ravens game. Sorry. <laughs> I just saw that play. <laughs> I was um, thinking it was for some reason. It was. Uh, the next guy on my list uh, is not a fullback, James. <laughs> I didn't um, expect it. No, 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 no. The next, so then I'm going to go over the stats first, and then I'll talk about this guy. Uh, this guy was drafted in the 2018 NFL draft. Ooh, old head. In the second round. All right. 24th, over, 24th overall in the second round. So what? 56, 56th overall? Is that right, math? 32 plus 24, 56. Sure. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, by the New England Patriots. Uh, played played his college football in Florida. He's 5'11", 197 pounds, which means nothing to you because you can't... Do you? Yes. Okay. Um, That's enough information for me to know. Okay. I, I had a suspicion earlier when you said second round. There's not too many second rounders on, on the squad right now that are back-end guys. Yep. Uh, a <laughs> guy, continue, by the, <laughs> guy by the name of Duke Dawson. I was going to go over mm-hmm. all the stats, but since you know, uh, the cornerback. <laughs> you can still say him for the people. Sam for uh, he, he ran a four four six forty. Fifteen reps on the bench, which isn't bad. That's that's decent for a. No, that's great corner. for a corner. Yeah. Um. He's not going to get. You know. He he can jam well on the line. He'll be able to do man fairly well. He's fast enough to catch up if he gets beat. Um. With most of the players in the NFL, maybe not Jamar Chase. Uh. <laughs> but again. This is a guy that's only been in the league for, what, five years? He's, he's, uh, I say only. He's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's 27 years old. Uh, not a guy you would expect 
to make a team, to make a roster. He's bounced around with New England. Uh, he played in Denver the, in 2019 and 2020, has some stats with them. I don't believe any interceptions on the career. He has two pass breakups in his career, if I'm not mistaken. Another guy that I just expect to maybe need a chance, and he has a chance to, in a in a quarter cornerback room that again you can probably argue the four top four guys are linked or locked, it, top three basically. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. saying four because yeah. I'm locking Corey Trice. I am. Yeah, it's five if you count Corey Trice. I think he's going to lock himself by like week one of the preseason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Duke Dawson has a chance to come on and be the fifth or sixth guy, um, depending when you when you consider Levi Wallace. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., Patrick Peterson, and Corey Trice. I thought I was thinking, missing somebody. What might be? Levi Wallace. I said Levi Wallace, the first one. Anyways, Dawson has a chance to come on and, and make a name for himself. He's 5'10", like I said, 5'10", 198. He, he's not too short, not overly large. We like the six-foot guys. Um, but he's fast enough to catch up with these guys if he gets beat. And I want to see what he has. I'm really excited to see him play in uh, preseason because I think there's a chance that he could be the the fill-in nickel, potentially. You know, Patrick Peterson, if something goes wrong there or if um, he doesn't perform as well as people hope, if he had a declining offseason or whatever. Like, it's not. it doesn't happen overnight with these guys that they wake up and can't play football. Um, but that offseason is a long time, and maybe there's a chance something went wrong or whatever. I'm excited to see Duke Dawson play, and I think there's a chance that he makes a team, makes a spot on the team for himself. I agree with you on that one. I like his rep. He's a nickel specialist, uh, and he's had some some cups of coffee in the NFL where he actually had some significant time as a starting nickel corner. So uh, he absolutely has a chance of making this roster. Uh, so good selection on that. Who do you got for your number four guy, Cody? I got a guy who's 25 years old, was a sixth-round draft pick. Um, All right. 6'3", 310 pounds, James. Uh-oh. I'm just waiting to see if he can figure out who it is. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my number five guy. We're gonna... <laughs> uh, he did recently play for the Jets. Oh, yeah, it is. Yep. So Jonathan Marshall, <laughs> uh, the defensive tackle. It, it, on a team right now, you know, we have Keanu Benton. They're kind of testing the waters with him. We talked about that, seeing if he could maybe become that Stefan Tewitt type player or not. And if we're going to get someone to solidify the middle of the line and Jonathan Marshall has a chance to come in and, and be that or in a rotation or something, come in and make a splash on the team. Uh, even if it's coming off the bench, I think he has a great opportunity here. He only listed two combined tackles uh, in 2021. That was the only stats I could find from him from the NFL. Um but he's a guy that, again, 25 years old, he'll, he won't, won't be – he'll turn 26 in September, mid-September. It's a guy that still has a good amount of career left, especially when you think defensive line guys. You know, Cam Hayward's going to be playing until he's freaking 37 probably. Um, yeah. So there's a chance that Jonathan Marshall could come in and make a name for himself on the Pittsburgh Steelers. He hasn't had a chance yet. And quite frankly – I think you could take anyone off that Jets team and they might play better for someone else. So there, I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um, That's fair. What I like about this guy, Cody, and why I had uh, number one, he hasn't really had a chance in the NFL yet. So he hasn't had significant playing time, like you mentioned with the Jets. Uh, Pittsburgh snagged him and stashed him on the practice squad and left him there pretty much the entire season last year and never brought him up. And I feel like that means that they had a plan in place for him. Um, his resume sticks out as a workout warrior, 
uh, ranged anywhere from a 477 to 481 40 yard dash, which is incredible for a defensive lineman that big. Uh, also put up 36 reps on a bench, so he's very, very strong. So you have a highly athletic defensive lineman who might profile more as like the defensive end type based off of that athleticism. You don't necessarily want him to just sit over the center and play nose tackle. Yep. You want to give him a little bit of space, see if he can run around a little bit. Uh, so I'm excited to see him because of the fact that he's a highly athletic backup defensive lineman who's going to be going against backup offensive linemen. And you might have a chance of really kind of exposing some of these guys in the preseason and make people think about, hey, you know, are, are we getting enough out of maybe or Armand Watts or one of these back end of the roster defensive linemen? Jonathan Marshall might give those guys a push. Uh, so I'm on board with you on that one. That was my last guy. That doesn't mean there's no specific order to it. There's just five yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was one of mine as well. Uh, you want me to give you my last one, then you can give your last one and yep, yep, we'll wrap it up it. that way. All go right, sounds it. good. So my last one, also a former New York Jet, uh, also one that I do not believe is going to surprise you in any way when I say his name. I think you probably already know who it is. Uh, Elijah Riley, the safety formerly of the New York Jets, uh, also was on the practice squad of the Steelers last year. Did get a chance to get a little bit of playing time. He played in that final preseason game for us last year and looked fantastic in my opinion. I was kind of surprised that he didn't beat out any of the backup safeties that looked atrocious last year. Or uh, the starters. He didn't. Yeah, well, come on, Terrell Edmonds wasn't that bad. <laughs> uh, but at six foot, two hundred and five pounds, he's got the size of what you're looking for. It's an adequate sized safety, uh, not over the top, not big, not small, right in the middle there. Uh, and apparently is getting a lot of look at nickel as well, and looking good so far. Now let's see what happens when he gets on the actual field playing in a live preseason game. I hope he gets a chance to really show what he's got as far as nickel. If he looks good and looks good at safety, man, now you're showing more than what you got out of Norwood or Killebrew and could be direct competition there. Uh, so I think what I saw of him last preseason, what I'm hearing about reports from minicamp and stuff so far, I'm excited to see what he does this preseason. Uh, and I think he's got a real shot of actually sneaking onto the back end of the roster. That's why I had him on my original 53-man prediction. Solid. James, my last one. Yes. Is going to catch you off guard, and there's a reason he's a sleeper, and I'm going to explain it at the end. <laughs> okay. He is 6'5", 319 right. pounds. He was drafted in the third round by the Indianapolis Colts. He has played for the Colts, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Tennessee Titans. You, gotcha. are, you now know who it is. Um, he was drafted in the 2016 NFL draft. He is 30 years old. You might be wondering, cause I was wondering this too until I figured it. Well, I wasn't wondering it, but I was putting it in my head as I was coming up with the reasons that I think he's a sleeper. Uh, why I have someone so old as a sleeper, LaRaven Clark, the tackle out of Texas tech again, drafted in 2016 has played for three NFL teams. Um, four years with Indianapolis, one year with both Philly and Tennessee Tennessee having 13 games played, two starts. Um, I will say the reason I have him being a potential sleeper isn't for the fact of him coming on and making an impact on the field. It's for him coming on and making an impact in the locker room. 
with the young offensive line that we have, there's a chance that they bring somebody like this in who's a veteran who has experience with a number of different coaching staffs, has probably learned a number of different things from certain players, coaches, this, that. There's a chance that they can see more productivity coming from him than a potential other back of the back of the half pack guy. And we talked about this. There's a chance like the top eight guys are already solidified. This is a sleeper yep. because I don't expect him to make it. But if he does, if he does, or if he did make the team, there's a this would be my reasoning for him doing it is because he can bring in some almost coaching level um help for yeah. these guys. And if they see it and it quite frankly, it's on him. It's on his attitude. If he comes in and he starts working with these rookies and teaching them and stuff like that, maybe and I'm not saying they wouldn't keep like, you know, they wouldn't keep somebody else just because of that. But if he also can perform even adequately well and maybe overperform some of the guys on the back half of the roster with this tackle offensive line position, there's a chance he makes the team. So that's my fifth sleeper is LaRaven Clark. I like it. I like it because it's a guy that's been in the league for a while. And just because he hasn't been a high-end offensive tackle doesn't mean he wouldn't be a good influence on these guys. He wouldn't be in the league this long if he had a tooth. He wouldn't be in this league for this long if he had a bad work ethic. Uh, so clearly he's at least got some things figured out on how to keep himself in shape, how to eat correctly, mm -hmm. uh, how to prioritize sleep versus playing video games or staying up all night drinking or whatever, right? I feel, like, so he's I got feel some personally of attacked, but continue. Well, I also attacked myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but these are the kind of things that a professional guys that have been around for a while they're like, what are you doing? Why are you eating that burger? Put it down. Get a grilled chicken breast. Like they start teaching them these little things that they just don't think about as their college kids becoming professional athletes. You know, you hear your mentors and your coaches and your dietitians telling you that stuff. And sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other until somebody that you look at as a peer says it. And then sometimes it hits a little bit differently. So I like that because this could be that voice of reason that some of these young bucks in that offensive tackle room could stand here in a little bit of advice here and there, not saying they're immature guys. I'm just saying a mature presence is never a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. A, a mature presence, not immature. presence. Yeah. Correct. When Correct. you say, when you say it fast, a it mature. sounds like immature. <laughs> yes. a, a mature. <laughs> uh, but that's going to do it. If you guys think you have anybody that we missed or anybody that you think, Hey, you know, I watched this guy play college ball or, I went to high school with this guy or he's the, you know, my wife's boss's son is related to the, whatever your reasoning is. If you think there's a sleeper <laughs> on the team, let us know, email us, send us a message on social media. We would love to talk about your sleepers as well next week as we begin to talk training camp because it will officially have been in session for a few days at that point. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. And until next time, this is your host, James and Cody, signing off. Oh, you have one more thing. No, it was just a you're good. We're signing off. <laughs> Peace.